Carlos kick bounce up nicely there for Patrick Arvan. Back for McKinnon. Here he goes again. The number one turns around Jennings. Does the same to Yonquist. Still going. Left and right turn. Oh, stand up and applaud that try. You have just seen one of the best. Suarez Life Podcast, episode 15. Um, that was Wade McKinnon's solo try against Penrith in... 2007, um, unforgettable one that one. Uh, our, our podcast streak ended at 14. Um, me and Brad didn't get picked for any of the podcast rep teams last week, so we gave ourselves a week off. But we're back with a vengeance. Um, Brad Larkin, how are you, bro? Yeah, good. After a little little sabbatical, little little sabbatical. It was nice. Yeah, catch up family and yeah. Get to that uh, mid-season point. You're a bit fatigued and worn out just you know give the vocal cords a rest for a, yeah for a it was week. nice just having a break away from just, the game just it. freshen up mate yeah, yeah exactly exactly i feel better for it yeah um and it was a big week nonetheless uh kiwis versus tonga origin uh plenty of signing and transfer and rumors and stuff uh, so we'll get to all that um i guess first of all cover off kiwis versus tonga what do you think it was uh it was quite Stirred up by that one, yeah. So was I. You could, I, did you? I could almost tell by the harkers at the start, the look in the face. Of the, yeah, so the, that, the Kiwis looked like they were in it more than the Tongans, right from the the harkers. And sorry, if my yeah. ignorance, I don't know what the Tongan ones. Yeah, it was. Is, um, it was well, obviously Benji getting all emotional was was pretty awesome to see, and great to see him back in the black jersey after seven years. Um, and he had a pretty yeah. handy game too, some couple of try savers and uh, Sean Johnson back on Mount Smart had a had a very good game, couple of tries, so nice for him and those supporters of him out there. Um, but Brandon Smith had to be the standout, did he? Oh. He was uh, pretty amazing, and I'll just I'm just going to bring up the quote uh, or the comment that you left on our this Warriors life's. Uh, uh, wrap of the game or halftime message because it pretty much sent, um, summed it up perfectly. This is from Brad Larkin Smith, like a wild pig smashing through the undergrowth. <laughs> very, very emotive. Was though, wasn't was, he? Yeah, yeah. He just uh, just gets stuck in and he's got a lot of skill about him. But cheesy, surely his his biggest strength is just um, just his desire to get through defenders. He's amazing. Far out, he's there, he's a, yeah, he's unreal. He climbed right to the top of my fantasy warrior signing after that game. Yeah, he's like a giant Isaac Luke at his yeah. best kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. he is, he is. Jeez, so, some people would follow him around the field. Yeah, yeah, he would be one hell of a signing, but unfortunately the Storm have stitched him up for several more years. Um, yeah. Don't see it happening with Waiheke boy, unfortunately, but... Enjoying having him in the Kiwis team, nonetheless. Um, the Ford packed of performance was was awesome as well. Obviously, everyone talking a lot about the the Tongan engine room, and they did miss Andrew Fafita, but uh, yeah, they really dominated New Zealand. They, they were aggressive, angry. I thought JWH was awesome. Um, Nelson, when he came off the bench, it was just great all around. And I had a bit of a wrap on Kenny Bromwich's performance as well. I've, I've never been a, a massive fan, just thought he was a, was a bit of a bits and pieces player, but uh, he was great in the starting team. Yeah, yeah, he has always been the other Bromwich, hasn't he? Mm. Just the other Bromwich. But yeah, he, he, geez, he ran some good lines. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was probably the Kiwis' best performance in a few years. Um, that loss a few years ago was pretty painful for, for me personally. I... Um, you know, a historic loss of the World Cup, or just you know, and and then obviously what happened after that. So it's great to see under Michael Maguire the Kiwis are coming back to where they should be. Went over Aussie last year. Now this uh, big one over Tonga. Some really good signs. Yeah, that it's almost that shit year is exactly what they needed almost to mm. reignite them, isn't it? Yeah, no, I don't just, think they ever want to get to that stage again. Just cut away all the bullshit um, and you know focus on winning a footy game. That's basically what it yeah. comes down to. Um, Origin 3, the series opener was probably one of my favourite games in years. Game 2, besides the result, obviously, I'm go for Queensland, but I just thought it was a bit of a fizzer. Um, anyway, New South Wales just all over them. Yeah, 
Yeah, it wasn't a competition, was it, that one? I think maybe. New South Wales turned up. There was just no... Queensland weren't there at all, so yeah. there, was, there was no battle. It was in Perth. The Blues had different jerseys on. It's almost like the that Queensland turned up sort of like it was a kind of low-level club game and New South Wales turned up with the right attitude and absolutely blew them off the park. So it sets up a pretty interesting decider. Obviously, Freddie's... Uh, Freddie's basking in that one after getting absolutely panned all week. Um, <laughs> yeah. That ground was horrible to watch it on, wasn't it? It seemed yeah. real dark. Yeah, it was, it was weird, wasn't it? it was a, yeah, it was a real weird feeling watching that game. It was like it was dark, but it wasn't dark. Mm. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, not a huge fan of seeing uh, rugby league on, on sort of big oval grounds like that. Um, not at all. And so it kind of sucks that the next two grand finals after this year will be at the SCG because that the uh, same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's not a, but, not a good idea at all. Anyway, looking forward to uh, the decider. The teams will get picked this week and the Blues need a new half again. Uh, <laughs> Graham, straight away. He's there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it'd have to be pretty tempting. What a, you know, he's been on the sidelines for 10 months. Comes back his yeah. second game has a blinder thrown in at five eight, and now he's looking at being the starting five eight potentially. Um, the other options it seems to be the only other option being considered as Pierce. Uh, I'd, if I was Pierce, I'd tap out of this one as well. He's on a hiding to nothing. <laughs> yes. He won't get any credit if they were purpose win. built for people to absolutely yeah. disgusted at him again. Yeah. He, we won't get any credit for the win, and he'll uh, get absolutely <laughs> slaughtered if they lose. So. Yeah, I, if, if it's not Graham, I'm um, surprised there hasn't been more support for Jack Wyden going to um, going oh, to fight. Yeah. That game the other night was the first time in four years he started at centre, which is quite remarkable. Um, is that right? Yeah. No, I I wouldn't um I wouldn't mind him shifting in either. It would allow them shifting. to bring Latrell back if that was. In their thoughts, um, and I actually wouldn't mind them seeing giving giving Cody Walker another go, particularly with uh, someone as confident and dominant as uh, James Miney was the other night. Yeah, he was up, wasn't he? Far out, and of course we got him this weekend. Gee whiz! Yeah, um, yeah, but he is. Yeah, that was incredible. He hasn't played like that in a long time. Yeah, quite the comeback story after his. Cast on the scrap heap only a few weeks ago. It's, just, uh, it's amazing how these things work. But uh, Queensland, super disappointing. And it all come down to their forward pack. They showed absolutely nothing. I'll be astounded if they stick with uh, Dylan Napa. And um, Jared Wallace has probably done his dash as well. Joe Hoffengarwe is coming back uh, for the Broncos this week, possibly. You'd think he'd go straight back in. And Christian Welch from the Storm probably deserves a call-up. So, yeah, but otherwise I think Queensland just sticks solid with that team. There's probably not too many options. Um, nah. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it should be a good decider in Sydney. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have it. That's such a shame having it on Sunday night so late mm. in Perth. It was an opportunity to see a game at a decent time slot. Now we're yeah. back for the decider. Fucking crazy hour. Yeah. On a Wednesday night. Yeah, uh, it'd be good to see them shift it to a Saturday, but on that standalone weekend, but we'll see. Um, we should probably cover the uh, Warriors Titans game if we can remember back that, that far. Yeah, it's a wee while ago, wasn't it? 24 um, 20, we got there in the end, a nervy one. They got against a pretty erratic team, but um, the two points they desperately needed. Yeah, I, I think yeah that game it didn't have much to keep me interested in it to be honest. But the two points, it's good that it's a distant memory now because all I can remember is two points. Yeah, it would have been disastrous to lose that one. Uh, <laughs> I thought they showed a fair bit of character. To me, it was a more Warriors-like game. Obviously, I need to play better than that week to week, but it was less about sticking to the process and waiting for the Titans to you know, fall away or make a mistake. They actually 
did something about but it. it. They made a lot of mistakes themselves and, and had to defend their line, but they did it in that second half and uh, come out the other side, created a couple of tries, and it's just a, a win to feel a bit. But yeah, you're right. It was way more ad-lib, wasn't it? Mm. Um, I yeah. think that's more the way they need to play. They've been a bit robotic, and when things go against them, they've got nothing to fall back on. So yeah, we, we said it earlier in the year, though. That first year, Kearney tried to turn them into a robotic team. It yeah. didn't work. And then they let them off the shackles last year. And even when they lost, they were good to watch. Yeah. And now this year, he's tried to shackle them up again, it seems. Yeah, I'm not... Not sure if that's if if he has sort of reined it in a bit more, whether that's sort of the Sean Johnson influence because the yeah, sort of player yeah. is it, you know you can't help but have that ad lib option I suppose. Um, yeah. But yeah, I liked him. Blake Green was a lot better in that second half than he has been for several weeks, and that was pretty crucial. I thought he kind of took control. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. Something to build on. Um, it's such a bottom heavy comp that. We're in tenth. One when we could be in the top eight at the end of this weekend. We're at the top of a five-team log jam, tied for tenth. Uh, so, yep. you know, the they just they need to get on a bit of a roll. The, the thing in their favour, not that it, you know, at this sort of uh, form level, they get bounced out of the finals straight away. But making the finals will be a pass mark, and um, they're still yeah, well. So. It would. I'm fine with the back line at the moment. The, I, it's the forwards. They still need to unlock the, the right combination in the forward pack. Yeah, they just... I, I don't the back line, the yeah, it's fine. Um, on the forwards, Tohu Harris out for six weeks now, so that's a yeah. pretty major blow. He's about the only forward that has any sort of variety in his game. Um, yeah, it's good to bring in Polu, though. Yeah, he's probably someone that add something kind of similar obviously not quite to the level as, as Tohu but uh, we've been waiting for him to get a run and he'll be, hopefully he's fizzing for the opportunity and yeah Adam Blair shifting out to that edge for Tohu is a bit of a concern um, yeah but yeah I guess we'll have to see how that goes Polu yeah looking forward to seeing how he goes touch on the yeah. team changes a bit later in our round 15 preview but uh, for now, there's been a lot of movement and rumours and whatnot um, in the roster department for the Warriors. It's always exciting to hear, especially when you're not super happy with your roster. So, first of all, Sol Carter is on his way to Melbourne. Uh, yep. Not unexpected and, yeah, feels sad for him. I thought that his contribution before this season was, was a bit better than some people give him credit for. 90-odd games, 46 tries. Um yeah, had some good years. Top try scorer a couple of times. Um, wish him the best oh. of the storm. Yeah, so it's good for everyone, this sort of shift. He had sort of run his course here, and now he can go learn something new. All he's known is the Warriors yeah. club through the under-20s. I reckon it'll be the best thing for him getting to another team because yeah. he's a destructive runner. He's, pr- he's insane when he's on. He's yeah. just sort of lost it. I reckon Bellamy probably was watching him, just thought, oh, I like what he can do at his best. I'm willing to take on that challenge. Uh, be weird mm. to see him playing in the centres for a team as as dominant as the Storm. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does with that yeah. service yeah. from a forward pack like that. Yeah, um, you know, playing inside someone like guys like Munster and and Co and Sharon Hughes fullback. He could Is it out. just for this year he signed there? Um, just... I think he's got a year or two on top of that. So, oh yeah, yeah. Sweet. So you know, got on him. Um, yeah, yeah. Got definitely no hard feelings about him leaving, but I hope he does go well. Um, Josh Curran, a Roosters back rower, he played his first and so far only NRL game against the Storm in that uh, Golden Point Classic earlier this year. Uh, he's been snapped up by the Warriors for two and a half years. He is here now, I guess, and available for selection. So. Be interesting to see if he um, push, puts his name forward, especially since Harris is out for six weeks. And if someone yeah. does a name up, he could come into that 17 pretty quickly. I know nothing about this guy, but I want him on the field already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? All these young, these young second rowers like the Cam Murrays and Angus Crichton a year or two ago, and da 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 da. Victor Radley, pop in. Just yeah. these, these guys have just got sitting in the wings, and I just, I'm just. 
bet hoping that this guy is one of those kids, exactly yeah. what we've been talking about. Yeah, it's hard not to get um, a bit carried away with it, but we'll see <laughs> yeah. how he goes. He, he just looks like one of those guys that would be as good as that. Um, yeah, he does. But, you know, New South Wales under 18s, under 20s, uh, he's got good stats in the uh, in the Canberra Cup or ISP that it was last year for Wyong and, and this year with North Sydney, so... And obviously good, good yeah. enough to get a top 30 for the Roosters yeah. as well. and you know, and get a first-grade uh, appearance as well, and a team that is absolutely stacked with young forwards. You look at that North Sydney lineup, and there's plenty of good uh, players that would be first-graders elsewhere. So, yeah, I think it's a good pick-up. I'm sure he wasn't yep. too expensive, and he might get a chance. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I'll leave the biggest one for last, but... Yesterday, news that Carl Lawton has re-signed for two years. So there's talk that he was on his way to Super League. Um, great re-signing, in my opinion. And he apparently yep. loves it here. He's, I've liked what he's had to say about it. He seems passionate about the club and, and uh, yeah, the right sort of player to keep around, I reckon. Yeah, he looks like a little fizzer of a dude, doesn't he? Mm. He looks like he's pumped. Always happy and pumped. I reckon it's a good guy you want around the club. He, um, he's... he's uh, been nothing but impressed with him when he has got a shot in first grade. Obviously, the absolute blinder of a cameo against the Dragons. Uh, scored the first try against the Titans in the starting team again this week. He could uh, get a real chance to nail down that number nine yeah. jumper for a while. And um, it just seems like a player that doesn't get bogged down with how the team's playing. Um, yeah. There's too many worries that sort of drop their bundle if the rest of the team is not going overly well he's not one of those guys just does his thing and ta- takes a bit of responsibility for trying to turn things around so yeah looking yeah. forward to him settling into the team a bit possibly yeah yeah so am i now the big one so just quickly touching on it while we were on our uh, one week sabbatical we missed out on uh, Braden hamlin ueli from the sharks he re-signed with the club which is a shame he was a real uh, skillful wrecking ball type, a big unit that we would have been really keen on. Another one that we missed out on recently was the Roosters' uh, Satili Tupanua, who's been a sensation for the Roosters in the back row. Had a, made that break for Tonga that led to that, their uh, second first second half try. Um, oh, is that who he is? Yeah. yeah. Big, uh, both Auckland-born players and Auckland juniors that... Uh, that rejected the Warriors to stick with their current club, so a bit of a shame there, but in the rumour mill, Matt Lodge apparently uh, tabled a massive yeah. offer from. How do you feel about it? That is a curly one, isn't it? It's yeah. exactly the player you want, but mm. it's not the player you want. Not the bloke you want. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, that's it. Um, it's a shame, because it's exactly what we want. Mm. And do you know what? I'd throw away everything I've said in the past to probably have him. Yeah, it's funny uh, when it actually comes down to it, <laughs> where your morals go. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I was exactly the same. I was, I was really uncomfortable with him when it, uh, with it when he, well, obviously when he came back into the game and also even when it was talked about for New South Wales, I was like, oh, he doesn't deserve those sort of rewards yet after you know, what he's done. And then a few days later, Warriors are signing. Well... People deserve second chance. <laughs> Was it that bad? <laughs> He's done his time. <laughs> Learn his lesson. No, and it is obviously a super serious incident and probably one of the most confronting ones that we've uh, had I think in the that's game. why we struggle so much with this man, this yeah. signing, because it is disgusting what he got up to. And that <laughs> yeah. is just straight up a crazy man and, thing to do. And for me, the when he came back into the game, is sort of when he finally did speak out, I wasn't overly uh, overwhelmed with his, with you know how remorseful he was. So he obviously regrets it, but he wasn't like you know for something like that you'd be throwing yourself oh. at the mercy of society. But um, to his credit, apparently he's ta- he did take out a giant loan to pay off that two million dollars in uh, settlement. And I guess if you're paying back two million dollars, for me, you'd kind of don't you done the crime and he's doing his time and you know the way that he will pay that back easiest is if he gets a big contract so i don't know yeah i think you've summed it up there's no morals when it comes to your team 
Yeah. You want yeah. your team to win and there's no morals. Yeah. I don't care how we do it. I don't want to know. I'm going to turn this way and I put my hands over my eyes yeah. and you just do whatever needs yeah. to happen. Yeah. yeah. Rationalise it however you need to. So we'll take him. So mm. so his, his Mrs. Old Man's the, what's he? The recruitment man. Yeah, he's the recruitment guru, Peter O'Sullivan. He's been at the Storm and the Roosters. About time he came up with a big signing for us, I think, and it looks like well, it could it's be funny that he's having to rope family in. Yeah, yeah, no. What is that <laughs> I'm going to lose my job. Old Gil's going to lose his job. He's going to give me a signing. <laughs> so he's gone outside Matty. But I didn't realise he's Sean O'Sullivan's old man as well. The half Yeah, yeah, man. Brisbane. He's got his finger in a few pies. Yeah, so bring him over as well. Mm. But um, I guess with the Warriors have particularly recently applied themselves on you know, having a good sort of, you know, the value character as well as performance. Yeah. And, you know, they've never gone out and signed bad boys just because they're a good footy player. I guess I kind of trust Cameron George and Coda, you know. I think, to I think they the trust that New Zealand's a safe enough place to keep, sort of keep them out of the eye of the public. Mm. So yeah. remember Brett Seymour come over as he was out of control as well. And yeah. he came over and then he, he just he disappeared. Well. Yeah. Just had a few injury problems. I don't think he did anything wrong off the field. No, so, no. But and and uh, Matt Lodge has kept his nose clean, as far as we know. He's, he's had a kid in the meantime, so um, yeah. Sign him up. But yeah. What the hell? Yeah, it is. Mm. It is going to divide a few opinions, though, and that's understandable. Yeah, um, it's getting annoying that people that were uh, bringing the Israel Folau thing into it. I mean, two wrongs don't make a right, so. You know, Lodge is back in the game. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Um, plenty of June uh, 30 transfer chaos. I suppose it's not as bad as it, or not as hectic as it has been in previous years, but Wanga Blake walking out on a four-year deal with the Panthers to sign a super long deal with the Eels. That's a strange one, eh? Jeez, the Panthers, they had this unbelievably talented squad. Um, signed them all as juniors. Signed, yeah, brought them all through the ranks. Signed them to these massive long deals that everyone was raving about how amazing you know they'd done to keep all these guys, stitch them up for for several years, and now there's hardly any of them left. Well, there's still plenty of them left, but I mean, heaps of them are gone. Peachy Cartwright, um, you know, there's talk about Campbell Gillard being shopped around, but he's on a massive deal and. Yeah. Zalesniak. has gone. Um, Wonga Blake. Yeah, Josh Mansour was talked about about being on the outer. Uh, Harareo Naira left early to go to the Bulldogs. Trent Merrin got shipped, shipped off to England early. So that's, is this Cleary because he's turned up and said, well, it's the same people here as when I was left. And well, he sacked me then, so give me some new stuff. Yeah, well, that's yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I thought that that would be part of the positive, is that a lot of those guys had already played under him and you know, been given the NRL starts under him. Like, he didn't leave on bad terms with the players, I didn't think. Um, Maybe they've realised that signing all those young guys up, they haven't actually got any money to sign experienced people up with mm. these guys. Yeah, uh, ma- yeah, maybe they sort of, I don't know, messed up Good. the cap a Glad bit. they're struggling. Yeah, although they have won four on the trot and we have to take them on this weekend. But we will TWL shield holders. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do they still have? I guess they have because they they've still got it. Yeah. They've still got it, and it's ages. They, it's another three or four weeks before the next um, challenge. Their home game, and it's the Titans. Oh, is it? Yeah. I can't so, it. so we should have started a different game. Team, yeah. Maybe the shield holders come ending season. Yeah. So just if you haven't picked up on that, we started a mythical Ranfurly Shield type uh, type thing, and I think we just started it at that first game. At, at Bankwest, the Tigers Eels yep, game to celebrate they? the opening of the yep. stadium. Eels held it for a couple of challenges. Penrith beat them there, and yeah, and they've won their home games since. So Penrith have got the TWL shield. Um, I guess that wraps up pretty much our NRL news. So on to the segment taking the podcast world by storm. <laughs> Tales of Runanga. Brad Larking is his uh, junior club up there on the west coast of the South Island. Uh, the the Runanga, what's your what's your emblem? Seagulls. 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 Yeah. 
yeah, mighty seagulls. Uh, take it away. Yeah, so that. So these stories of people I've met at the Renunga League Club and then the, an effect I've had of something that's happened with them during my life. And one of the guys from one of my younger footy teams, Brody, the two broads I spoke about in one of the first podcasts, the older brother, Carl. My after-school job was... Uh, my after-school job was working at a butchery and Carl, this other dude in my league team, he was there working, working as well. And he sort of left school early. <laughs> he left school real young. Probably got booted out. <laughs> but um, after school, I had to go clean the butchery. That was my after school job. And then I'd go to league training after that. And Brody would go to his training. Because you could not um, be more of a West Coast Rugby League cliche. Young fella, butchery <laughs> clean up, then off the training. That's so I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Just punching half a cattle beast and accelerator for all the training. Look, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> But yeah, so me and Brody worked at this butchery, and I turned up there, and Jonesy was the boss, and he looked like Johnny Cash, he's a real suave dude, legend himself, and I turn up, and one day I turn up after school, and him and, him and Brody are fighting again, they're always scrapping and swearing, and these F's and C's towards Carl, and I went in, and he goes, Jesus, I went in, and Carl was in the staff room patching up a cut finger, and I'm like, you cut yourself, and then Jonesy come out, yeah, fucking... Bastard's been through two boxes of sticking plasters this month. And I, go to, I never forget, I have to say that drop the C-bomb here too, because it's the only way to explain it. I, I turned around and I said to Jonesy, what, why don't you get him one of those steel gloves, you know, those steel butcher's gloves? And he looked at me deadpan in the eye and he goes, steel gloves, steel gloves, cunt needs a shark suit. <laughs>
Moving on to Friday, first one, the 8 o'clock game for us is a bit of a bludger really, St George Illawarra Dragons, $1.53 favourites against the Cowboys, I'm all over the Cowboys for this one. Oh, that's a horrible game, um, are ya? I'm going Dragons. Oh, yeah. Saints have won one of their last seven. They were atrocious against Manly a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely hammered. Um, the good oh, news geez, is... Now you hit me with stats, I feel like. <laughs> I'm feel stupid. <laughs> but I'm going to have to stick by it. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't back down now. Not that they mean too much, but uh, the good news is these teams are both tied with the Warriors, so, you know, whatever happens, it's, it's a good result. One of them will, at worst, stay level with us, so... Yeah, yeah. So probably a good matchup for for Warriors fans. Um, now looking at the Cowboys, I've lost a couple of heartbreakers in a row against Manly and West after a, a bit of a surge. Scott Drinkwater, the young fullback from Melbourne, he's straight into the number one jumper. Looking forward to seeing how Is he goes. Yeah. So that could be big for them. They've really struggled with who to put in that number one jumper. The few guys have had a go at it. He's got a chance to. Uh, to make it his own. Apparently, if he didn't get injured in the preseason, he would have had a good chance of um, of getting a spot ahead of Jaron Hughes. So, and Puppenhausen. Yeah. Slater reckons Slater reckons he's better than both of them. Yeah. So, uh, he could be massive for the Cowboys, and they yeah. also also get uh, Jordan McLean and Matt Scott back. So, yeah, a few things going for the Cowboys. Have to go down to Wollongong. Obviously, not ideal, but other than that, oh, and Josh McGuire's out for them. Jeez, he finally gets a suspension, what that guy. What a cop. <laughs> oh, man. What a cop. <laughs> He's public enemy number one, deservedly so. Gets away with a couple of fines. He's finally on the sidelines. Um, yeah, good riddance for how long he's out. Second game on Friday, uh, these teams would seem to take this one to Adelaide Oval, and they're there again on Friday night. Roosters and Storm... Absolutely dead even money at the TAB for these two. Uh, but they put on an absolute classic earlier in the season in Melbourne. And yeah, this one, I guess it takes the edge off a bit being in the middle of that origin period, but still should be pretty huge. Yeah, I like, I'm like. i liking the storm. I'm liking watching the storm. Uh, they're pretty exciting. I didn't think I'd ever call them. They are. They're a real exciting team. Hughes and that, far out. Yeah, this, this next Munster. gen, I can kind of get behind these guys, Hughes and, and Munster and that. And these They're quite a lot more likeable than the last lot, aren't they? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, obviously Cameron Smith still gets away with murder, but um, yeah, at least it's good to see some some younger guys come through and take the baton, and they've barely missed a beat. They've been excellent recently, five in a row. Um, they pumped the Warriors and they beat Newcastle, who were on a massive run, 34-4 in their last game. So, yeah, red hot. Yeah. Roosters ended a three-game losing streak with a pretty uh, easy win over the Bulldogs, but still no Luke Kerr. I feel like they're kind of treading water a little bit until they get out of this um, origin period and get Kerry back and sort of get their full team back together. Um, yeah. yeah, I reckon they'll pump them for some reason. Storm will do them big. Yeah, I've got a side with the storm here as well, I think. Um, done. On to Saturday. Starts off with Gold Coast Titans, $2.35 uh, outsiders hosting Manly on the Gold Coast. Yeah. Uh, Manly quickly becoming one of my sort of favourite other teams. Uh, just are like, they? Just, I never uh, ever thought I'd say that. No. Jeez, I like that. Yeah. Because I've had a lot of guys out that showed a ton of character. Um, and, yeah, just just play a nice, tough brand of footy. With under I like the Travoy bitches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Tommy T is back. Um, he came back up, well, a couple of weeks ago, but had a great origin game, and that's got to be a great sign for Manly. And Cherry Evans is, is fully back now as well, so good signs for Manly. Yeah, yeah, that's an easy, we'll agree on this one too, will we? Yeah, yeah, Titans not too much going for them, they weren't too bad against the Warriors, but yeah, they they still lost to the Warriors when they weren't playing that bad. Uh, Titans have won three straight against Manly though, and they upset them 
quite convincingly at Brookvale not long ago. So, yeah. But man, God, like, Titans are just consistently an average team. Yeah, isn't it? But they're they are an enigma. They've beaten Manly and the Broncos away. They've had uh, tight home losses to the Cowboys and the Warriors recently. So impossible to pick. But Jai Arrow being out for them is probably a bit too big to overcome. Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. handy uh, Manly pack for Noel Blake to power and co. Jack Trebojevic, so I think Manly get that one. Yep. Uh, next up on Saturday, Newcastle sixty-six favourites against the Broncos, who are an absolute all sorts. Uh, <laughs> man, just when you thought they were turning it around, they were absolutely appalling in back-to-back losses against Gold Coast and Parramatta. Um Cold Coast and Parramatta, that's bad reading, yeah, eh? Yeah. Um, Sean O'Sullivan at halfback with Tom Dearden out of... Uh, the, the big news ahead of this one is that uh, Milford has been training at fullback and Boyd at 5'8". Bit of a Hail Mary from... No Seabold. So, yeah. Uh, he should have listened to us in about round four. Yeah, yeah. I think it was you that was campaigning for Milford to go to the number one. Certainly needs some spark. Um... I don't know if, yeah, it's a pretty ordinary looking halves pairing, O'Sullivan and Boyd, but got to do did something. Did he play for Samoa? Uh, Milford, did he? No, he didn't. Yeah. Where did he play for Samoa? He was a captain, uh, eh? Did he play in that game? Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, yeah. He was in the halves, yeah. Oh, was he in the halves? Yeah. Because he had a blinder. Just on that, uh, Mason Lenor just turned into an animal. Did you Did you see them? He was dropping knees and getting in fights. So, 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 the, so the nicest guy in the game and he just turned into a Neanderthal all of a sudden but yeah um, anyway back to the Broncos Milford yeah that could be big for them it's, geez, it, it's not looking good for the Broncos though they they are tied with the Warriors in that five team log jam there but yeah that's something a pretty massive turnaround you don't really feel too good about their chances of it and Knights will be tough to beat Clemmer potentially back is he back? he's in the reserves there's talk that he'll come into the side so that'll yeah. make a bid for New South Wales um, Broncos have yeah. won 6 of the last 7 against the Knights but the Knights did win in Newcastle last year so yeah is, and this is in Newcastle? yeah yeah. this is yeah. down there yeah, yeah. Knights are 5th the they were yeah, really back, good back until nice. they yeah obviously that big loss to Melbourne probably gave them a bit of a reality check after that losing uh, that winning streak but yeah too many good players um, Ponga Ponga will be in yeah I think Ponga, Ponga yeah. Pierce yeah uh, so I think they'll be too good for the Broncos which is probably a handy result for us and um, last on Saturday Parramatta $2.10 slight underdogs against Canberra. This is a good game. Parramatta Canberra. It's late though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But uh, Saturday night at Bankwest could be a good spectacle. Yeah. If Parramatta we turn up. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe we should. Shoot Give me a call on Saturday morning. We'll make a plan. <laughs> um, Parramatta have been super patchy. They're in eighth somehow, but man, they've had some bad losses. But they... Smoked the Broncos a couple of weeks ago. At their best, they're pretty good. Can compete with most teams, but had some appalling losses as well. Haven't seen it for a while though. Now have we? Mm, yeah, the, those performances. No, they yeah they were good against the Broncos, but the Broncos were just shocking. Mud. So yeah, uh, Raiders got to respect the Raiders. What they've done five in a row. Just, sorry, this is just a stat here. They're five in a row against the Eels and 11 in the last 13, so they've had the wood on them for a long time. The Raiders are fourth, won their last three. Uh, Bulldogs, Tigers and Sharks after that three-match losing streak, so they're back on the wagon, and a lot of it's got to do with John Bateman being back. Yeah. Man, what a, what yeah. a buy he's been. Oh, Unbelievable. I'm so, I'm so jealous. Yeah, okay. I know. Like, look at the and the value they've got out of Charles Nickel Clodstat as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, the recruitment people are just sitting back with their feet on the desk going, job done. <laughs> yeah, I know, I'm pretty awesome at this job. Um, yeah. They're too consistent for the Eels, I reckon. They'll have the Eels. 
yeah, no, I've got them winning this one fairly comfortably. Um, yeah, nothing. Oh, Hodgson's also back for the, the Raiders. A bit of interest around Dylan Brown coming back, the rookie Kiwi half. Oh, is he back? Yeah, uh, first time since round two or three, so starting to see how he goes up against Jack yeah. White. Um, it's a bit of a sensation, those first yeah, couple of games. Yeah, he was, so it could be a bit of a key to turn around for them, but yeah, Raiders do good. Just on the Raiders, we did talk about them a bit earlier in the year, and my Raiders mate, Tally, and he asked us if it, who would we, which roster would we take, Warriors or the Raiders? And we laughed and laughed and laughed and said, <laughs> come on, mate, definitely the Warriors. Well, after seeing what Bateman and Nickel Clodstad have done for them, I'd have to say the and the success widens had it five eight, and a couple of these young guys, these angry young Fords that have uh, done it a great yeah. job, Corey Horsburgh and and those sort of guys. I'd have to say the the Raiders have got the uh, yeah. Warriors number roster wise by a decent big, margin too. Big time, definitely the pack as well. Elliot Whitehead, one of the most valuable Fords in the comp for mine as well. Not far behind Bateman, so yeah. Kudos to the Raiders and Tally as well. <laughs> but it's not easy for me to say that either. Um, Doesn't come naturally. No. Uh, moving on to Sunday, the Warriors uh, hosting the Panthers. Man, what a crunch game this is. Warriors really need to win this four in a row. They've lost at Mount Smart and they've all been pretty... Uh, yeah, pretty disappointing losses too. Need to show something in front of their fans. I don't really get it. They've been good in Australia for the la- for their last well, pretty much all season. But aside from that Tigers loss, they've been great in Australia. And but yeah, they've sucked at home. Yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable that we're going to win this game. Okay, okay. I'll say, or should we move on? <laughs> I don't know why, I've just got a feeling it's like, no, I'm, I'm happy to play the Panthers this weekend. Um, I wish that I could take confidence from your confidence, but I've been down that road before and it's taken me nowhere, so... Oh, easily. <laughs> this, this could make me look like the biggest dickhead in the world quite easily. But I, at this being Thursday, ask me again Sunday, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I don't know. Panthers are due a loss. They're still yeah. not playing great. They've got no Cleary. They've got yeah. no Wonga Blake now. Yep, um, Cleary out. Obviously, Jerome Luai comes in and he torched the Warriors in that mid-season uh, thrashing last year. 20 points, two tries. Taught us a lesson, so hopefully he doesn't you know, do that again. He uh, had a good game for Samoa at Hooker the other night too. Luai. He did. Uh, but yeah, they've, they've been grinding out some wins, some good Pretty gritty wins as well. Maloney inspired wins, four in a row, but real low scorers. Uh, they haven't scored more than 19 points for their last eight games. It's quite an amazing stat. Um, so hopefully that continues and the Warriors can put on a few points, kind of yeah. bust out the get get into the grind, get a good share of possession, and yeah, the the rest hopefully takes care of itself. Panthers obviously. Lacking a bit of rhythm still. Yeah. I reckon if the Warriors get more points than the Panthers, they'll win this weekend. Well, that's a big call, mate. (laughs) You've really gone out on them there. Yeah, I've been looking into this whole league thing, eh? You know, I reckon as long as you get more points than the other team, you'll win 99% of the time. Uh, I'm not buying it, but we'll see what happens this weekend. Um, but yeah, who, who are the ends? Like, I like Polo coming in. Yeah, so Polo's in. Roach is back, and Isaac Luke, by all accounts, has been dropped, which is an interesting one. It's still not sold on Roach being able to get through a game without hobbling off, clutching yeah. his lower back, but uh, he's a good player. So I'm also not, not sold on Lasoni constantly no. coming in and out. Give, if, he, if you're going to bring him in and out... Give no. another guy, that Jackson Free, a run. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, Lasorna hasn't had a couple of okay games at the start of the year. Got his, got himself suspended, a couple of ordinary games. He, yeah, I don't know. Lingy Sow and Chris Satai both in the reserves. They've both kind of flubbed their chances in first grade as well, so it kind of feels like Kearney's 
just giving each of them a go until they stuff up and then just rotate them around mm. so yeah yeah they're not going to change how different are they going to be to four weeks ago or three weeks ago yeah when, when they weren't good enough and you put them back to reserve grade which is amazing it's taken Polo this long to get a shot um he i guess he's in as this sort of uh, de facto Lachlan Burr replacement, although I guess he could play on the edge too. Um, Jazz Tavangan gets a start at lock. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Seeing Jazzy yep. out there, I'm sure we'll get uh, some more satisfying numbers at the very least than Adam Blair in the number 13. Yeah. Um, Blair's on an edge, so that's a concern. But he plugs a gap up there defensively. It's just that we'd probably like a bit of a, a threat there attacking wise. Um, which the Panthers have there in spades with Viliami kicking up. So if Pulu comes on, though, he might shift in with Pulu coming on. Yeah, right? he, he plays a lot like Harris, really, and he, he's busy. Yeah. uses the ball, and you know he's got a good work. So right who's there. the other? Who's the other edge at the moment? So uh, Papali is on the other side. Uh, so he's been a bit up and down. He has. I like him too, and he he hasn't he hasn't been half the player he was last year. Yeah, so far. So it'd be good to see him sort of step up with uh, with Tohu out. Um, Big Ken is absolutely on fire. We didn't talk about that in the wrap of the Titans game, but man, he was unbelievable. Two tries to take his tally to ten in thirteen games. Um, he's for me, he's the best winger in the game. It's, he is. It's he just is. a fact. He's scoring tries. Moment, yeah. He's leading the, the competition for run metres, leading the competition for post-contact metres. The other weekend it was 278 metres and over 100 post-contact metres. That's also oh, yeah. not making mistakes. So I'm just uh, besotted with the him. The boy's just working hard. God, he's working hard. Yeah. yeah and he's, you know, didn't get many chances for the Kiwis, but he just took those tough runs and... Yeah, lead the the yeah. moves tally for them too. Great to see. Um, I think I've, I kind of can't work it out, but I think my favourite Penrith player is opposing him. If you haven't seen this guy, Brian Tor on the wing for Penrith, check him out. He is a machine. Um, he's uh, if if he wasn't playing for Penrith, he'd be my new favourite player. Is uh, that from right? another club? Yeah, I've seen him. just he just goes like a, an animal he, he reminds me of Mansour when Mansour was at his peak a few years ago yeah yeah is he just a nugget of a man yeah real nuggety uh, plays with a bit of confidence he scored a try I think in the the last when the Pan- Panthers had did a bit of a dance and just uh, liked his swagger but then he backs it up makes some big metres too and yeah looking forward to seeing that battle hopefully Ken gets on top of him Obviously. I'm looking forward to seeing that not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, well, hopefully there's a bit of a quiet game. But, mm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, he is one to watch. James Maloney, the key for them, obviously. And Blake Green really needs to match his influence, I think. And Cody Nicarima, I think, really needs to step up as well. A couple of crying Apache games for Nicarima since that initial burst. So it'll be good to see him. Yeah, but yeah. it was one always going to be one of the things signing Nicarima. He he was always on and off sort of player, wasn't he? He needs. Like it was to, good. It was good. He signed over, but he yeah, consistency is mm. something he still hasn't found. I'd like to see him take a bit more responsibility for kicking. It's not like he doesn't have a kicking game, um, and he's barely put boot to ball for the yeah. Warriors. Just take, give him that extra option, and you know it's going to green every time, and he doesn't have a long boot, and it's yeah. It's, become a bit predictable so hopefully he steps up a bit in that department or Kearney encourages him whatever the problem is there but yeah, yeah big perfect uh, Sunday after that game though isn't that, isn't that nice just to... yeah was this our first Sunday afternoon game this year I think it might be I can't it's... remember another one there's been a Sunday night game against the Tigers it has been and that was a shocker too yeah, wasn't it yeah but uh, that was a late one but yeah nice four o'clocker for us yeah it's going to be good um, yeah, bloody good, bloody good. Yeah, so you, think, got, you got Warriors? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think bring the spirit that they've shown on the road back to Mount Smart and they should have too much, too many points for the Panthers who their attack's been uh, very shabby. Just having a quick look at the uh, table there, they've scored the second least points in the comp for the Panthers, which is unlike them. 
Um, defensively, not much in it between the Warriors and the Panthers, and the Panthers have been great in that department lately. Only conceded 50 points in their last four games, but yeah, I think the Warriors should have it. Should get it. Yeah, sweet. Why not? Yeah, go the Warriors. Yeah. Um, last are the dollar sixty-one favourites at the tab as well. By the way, who the Warriors? Yeah. So probably Jeez, a bit. Panthers fan. Uh, two thirty-ish. I guess that means. Um, yeah, a bit short Jeez, there. The Warriors. If I'm playing with the TAB though, I reckon I'm chucking mm-hmm. some on the team. <laughs> yeah, well, they got a four-point start, which is a bit much, I think. But mm. yeah, back to oh. Warriors one to twelve. We get about three dollars something for that. So fill your boots. Um, nice. So who do we have left? Uh, last game. Oh, Jesus, that was. Put a bit of a dud. Is it the dogs again? It is the dogs. They love this time slot. And the <laughs> weird thing about it is, this is the Channel Nine Sunday slot. So they're the ones. Well, this is their. I think Friday is the, the first sort of first dibs, and then uh, yeah, in the Sunday game. So it's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, Bulldogs three dollars twenty outsiders against the Sharks. Biggest underdogs of the weekend, I think. And, yeah, Sharks probably should uh, get this done, you would think. They've been pretty good yeah. lately. Starting to get a few guys back. Johnson had his first game back in that two-point yeah. loss to the Raiders where I thought they did really well to come back from 20-0 down. Only lose by two. Uh, one four of their last six. Sitting seventh on the ladder. Bulldogs, uh, they've lost four straight. They put in plenty of effort, but... They've just got Poor such buggers, a just haven't roster. got it, have they? Nah, terrible pack. Uh, yeah, you see Napa playing like he did in Origin the other night. It doesn't give you too much confidence that their pack can match too many in the comp. Uh, but the, and the Sharks have won five straight against the Bulldogs too. Um, yeah, it's not worth talking about really this one, is it? Not really. Yeah, Sharks. Uh, if you're looking for reasons to watch this game... Dallin has gone back to fullback. Dallin Martini's losing out, and Nick Meaney uh, sh- shunted to the wing. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's got a lot of pace, but it just seems like an out and out fullback. Dallin is a yeah. uh, specialist position for feeder out for the Sharks, but they've got plenty of depth there, and Woods oh. may make a late, uh, a late appearance in this team. So, yeah, Sharks, pretty comfortably, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that could have been one of our less waffly round previews. Have you got time? Are we, to... actually, are we learning? Maybe. Um, time for we a stats. stats. Co- we yeah, stats? yeah, we do have a stats corner. It's great. The topical too. Let's find it out. It's going to take. I have to dust it off. <laughs> <laughs> Blow some dust off the old LP before she plays. <laughs> stats corner. Sounds as good as ever. Um, well, given that the This Warriors Life podcast streak came to an end at 14 podcasts, which I think was a pretty good effort, really. 14 weeks in a row. We've, 14 weeks consecutive, yeah. Yeah. Dusted, dragged ourselves um, on a... You know. It's not... But yeah, we it was, we just took a break for the international window, though. Yeah, so did, so did 80% of the players in the comp, so it gives us a break. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the stats corner this week is the Warriors Ironmen, the record for the most consecutive games played for the Warriors without missing any game. So I've, I've got the ten, top ten right here in front of me. If you'll indulge me, I'll power through the first few. So sixty in uh, tenth spot, sixty-two straight games for Nathan Fane from two thousand seven two thousand nine. Ninth, ninth spot, Sam Rapera, sixty-six games two thousand six to two thousand nine. Good work from, and that was a young Sam Rapera. I think he only debuted in two thousand six. Logan Swan, uh, from his debut season, played 67 straight games until 2000. A bit of a mainstay during some pretty lean years for the Warriors early in his career. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't have got 67 if it was a good era. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he probably answered to, but geez, he wasn't one of my favourite players. No, neither yeah. really. He, he, just, he just done those... He had those one mistake that was just so bad it just burnt etched yeah. in your brain. He had that habit of carrying the ball like an apple and come flying out on occasion. Yeah, yeah. poor bugger. But Sorry. But career, almost 200 games and 
sweat yeah. test for the oh. Kiwis. So, yeah, what do I know? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm, <laughs> who am I to say he's no good, but he just made a couple of cock-ups that I will never forget. <laughs> uh, number say, seven spot, 69 straight games for Nathan Friend between 2013 and 15. I think we've talked about him a couple of times. Good servant for the Warriors. Underrated buy for us. Um, talking about good buys of Aussie blokes, 70 straight games for Michael Luck between 2006 and 2008. Jeez, wasn't he a good purchase? Far out. And he was beaten to shit at the end of 80 minutes yeah. every week, and he still managed to get on the field the following weekend. He deserved to have every second week off. He got battered that much and made oh, some bad tackles. Fun's like a beaten favourite mm. every mm. single weekend. Speaking of guys that put their body on the line, 73 and 5th spot, or actually equal 4th here, we've got Ben Madalino, 2010 to 2012, 73 straight games and equal with him, Simon Mannering. From 2013 to 16, that was uh, the tail end of his captaincy tenure of the Warriors, and yeah, turned up, it's, it's almost three straight, well it is, three straight seasons basically without a break, and they both played a fair bit of test footy during those periods too, so... Good work to those guys, to the real workhorses of those particular periods. Speaking of, not speaking of workhorses or people that particularly put their body on the line, uh, no surprises that this guy's managed to back up for 79 straight games. And third spot, Filetti Matteo, 2011 to 14. <laughs> yeah, that's it's uh, over three, three full seasons without missing a game. Jeez, he did have oh, some big yeah. games for the Warriors and he was really good that first year when we made a grand final uh, after he came to the club, but a frustrating Jeez. player altogether. He, he just hid in plain sight for two, mm. th- two years there, didn't he? Just, yeah. He thought he was hiding, but it's like, we can see you, man. You're there. You're doing nothing. He's, he was the Bryce Cartwright of his time, although their careers crossed over, but he was very Bryce Cartwright-like, freakishly talented, a better player than Cartwright, I think. Oh, better wise. player than he he turned out. It's a shame. He could have been unbelievable. He's a big rangy unit, and sometimes he'd come up with a chip and chase, and, and just, you know, he's out of this world. He is Laotiti like, and uh, and then other times just anonymous. Or, you know, you wish yeah. he was anonymous because he's making that many mistakes. But, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, just uh, a conflicting one there. But 79 straight games, well done, Fleety. Yeah, Second awesome. place, the only person with two entries in this list, which is pretty impressive, really. 92 straight games for Simon Mannering from 2006 to 2009. Uh, 2006 was his first full season in, in the NRL, and then, uh, yeah, put a massive run together. Um, it's crazy he's on the list twice. Yeah, Far out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our record games hold so over 300 he, he pretty much... Played five years straight. Yeah, four, basically four full seasons without missing a game. And, he, yeah. and there's a couple of famous stories of him just dragging himself out onto the field after losing several kgs with illness leading up to a game and breaking his hand in said game. Still didn't break the streak, so pretty amazing. I reckon before I saw our 80 minutes, if I got tackled once, I'd be out for 16 weeks. Easy. <laughs> I've been gone for 16 weeks. If yeah. I got tackled once by any of those boys out there these days, <laughs> yeah. that'll be me, 16 weeks, yeah. done. So we do talk about these guys, you know, quite flippantly, but obviously you're playing one first-grade game, you're, you're a pretty uh, pretty hardy individual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, we're never having a nudge at anyone. Yeah. I take everything yeah. back I said about Fleeting Mateo. <laughs> toughest player ever saw. Uh, top spot, don't usually think of um, halfbacks, I guess, for these consecutive game um, lists, but the number one, and there's just a couple of cool little stats around this, but number one spot, 100 straight games, Stacey Jones, 1995 to 99, 100 games without a miss. So he debuted off the bench, I think round seven of the Warriors' first season, made his first start three weeks later against the Sharks, and then from that game played 100 straight, which is pretty... But didn't play 101. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, so the 100th so game... So he got injured in this 100th game. Well, he didn't play the next weekend. 
so he, the hundredth game was the final game of the nineteen ninety nine season, and then he famously broke his arm quite badly in a nothing test against Tonga. Um, it was quite controversial at the time. The Warriors didn't want him to play in it. They won seventy four nil, and Joe Wagner came in hot to a to a gang tackle and broke Stacey Jones's arm. <laughs> Friendly fire. Yeah. Uh, so Stacey missed the first seven rounds, I think, of the following season, seven or eight rounds. So that happened in October or something, and uh, he still didn't make it back onto the field until sometime Gee in whiz. April, maybe May. Uh, so that's what broke his streak, but yeah, Stacey, 100 and games. And is that when he started 100. wearing the big forearm guards? That... Yeah, I think he did wear that for quite a while, didn't he? Yeah, didn't... Had a little, it was like a mini Melbourninga. <laughs> yeah, didn't hurt his play though, came back Better than ever, and uh, yeah, there he is. Still oh, shit, in the mate. record books. Nah, not the general, mate. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's us, I think. Yeah, good shit. Oh, it's good to be back, Will. Yeah, it was, and thanks for the few uh, people that did send messages on Twitter and Facebook asking where the weekly podcast is. It's nice to know there's oh. at least four people listening on the regular, so that was we quite humbling. people worried about the podcast. Yeah, so either... Oh. Four big fans or four incurable insomniacs, but either way, we appreciate you bumping up our stats and enjoy the footy this weekend. Catch you next week. Thanks, Brad, for joining me. Catch you later. Later, people. Have a good one.